pottery. of storage along with all kinds of tools for processing food heavy grinding stones for example tools for planting and harvesting as well as for hunting for building and repairing homes fiber objects, including fabrics, sandals, floor mats, baskets, increasingly elaborate ceremonial paraphernalia, masks, special clothes, amulets, and other objects for intervening Let me go back. Was inventing agriculture a mistake? Settling down in villages and institutionalizing the production of food had profound consequences for one and all. Their world shrank and their society became more complex. People had to design the way they spent their days and years. As agriculture took firm hold of people's lives, they had to change from focusing on large territories and meeting up occasionally with some loosely defined kinfolks. Instead, they lived year-round in fixed areas with fixed personnel. Whether it was a single family, or an extended one, or a larger group that included yet more distant relatives, or people who were not related at all. Of course, many people did not take up the sedentary agricultural life at all. And like the Australian Aborigine, Aborigines remained hunters and gatherers and provide many ethnologists today with their living. But with the move toward agriculture came the early glimmerings of what we today call property. The addition of beasts of burden, especially in the Middle East and Western Asia, horses, donkeys, and so forth, permitted people to become migratory pastoralists and still accumulate material goods they could bring along so they moved their herds from one grazing area to another but it would be people in the farming villages who would soon amass what we call stuff. Pottery and other items of storage, along with all kinds of tools for processing food. Heavy grinding stones, for example. Tools for planting and harvesting, as well as for hunting 
or building and repairing homes. Fiber objects including fabrics, sandals, floor mats, baskets. Increasingly elaborate ceremonial paraphernalia masks, special clothes, amulets, and other objects for intervening in the spirit world. And of course, it was necessary to allocate the arable land in the vicinity or its use to individual families or clans or other groups within the group. People could accumulate what can be thought of as wealth and did so. Status and social rank would emerge clearly, particularly as villages and then towns grew in size. This new system called forth as well the invention of new social arrangements, essentially new ways to deal over time and in day-to-day -day life with the increase in sheer numbers, social complexity, and proximity. There comes inevitably some point, and it varies from society to society, in the aggregating of human beings when the categorization by rank or office of people takes place Indeed, early feminists such as the late Michelle Rosaldo of Stanford University argued that once some notion of private property arose, <clears throat> the category of people considered women could be and were seen as a form of valuable property in need of being controlled. There are many examples of this, one from the Inca civilization in Peru. Ironically, those female practitioners of the string revolution and of weaving esteemed women like those we glimpsed at Dolny Bistanich some 26,000 years earlier would be turned into what amounted to slave labor churning out tapestries under the eye of a male master for the glorification of the Inca and his entourage. There are plenty of instances as well wherein status and rank were assigned within genders. Powerful women indenturing female servants, for example. However, most, if not all, the developments in which people were treated as commodities seem to have come about only when we are pleased to call civilization arose. Even so, ill effects befell most agriculturalists right from the start. The very fact of gathering into villages where people could take advantage of the greatest potential, that is, the most arable land, 
led to declines in health from various infections and parasites such as tapeworms, all rendered more viable by the closeness of people and poor sanitation. In the growing villages in Eurasia, people were also living cheek by jowl with their domesticated animals. Beyond sanitation problems, they also suffered when viruses and bacteria leaped from the animals to humans, creating new infectious diseases like smallpox and measles. Before long, people in the old world developed some immunity to such diseases and they became less lethal. But when they were brought to the New World by Europeans, beginning in the 16th century, they met virgin territory. Most, if not all, of the native populations of North America had arrived before the domestication of animals in the Old World. So European diseases eliminated millions and millions of people almost overnight especially those who practiced agriculture and lived cheek by jowl in towns. The native farming populations of the Americas had plenty of their own diseases and health problems before Columbus hove into view, some of them directly or indirectly as a result of the switch to agriculture.